0: You are listening to the Performers and Creators Lab podcast.
1: It's because she has broken barriers, whether that be um, records or, or gender or what whatever it is. She has made us talk. She has made us listen.
0: This isn't just another podcast with tips or tricks. This isn't just interviews with great artists, this is about finding the missing pieces that are going to help you make it as an artist. I'm your host, Holly Shaw, best-selling author, hypnotherapist and creativity coach. And this is the Performers and Creators Lab weekly podcast, helping you to find your edge. Hey there, all you performers and creators, all you wily creatives, all you divas, all you fantastic fabricators. This is Holly Shaw, and I am here back in Oakland sharing with you about—I just came back from L.A., okay? L.A., I don't know what it is, but I seem to meet the most incredible people that L.A. has to offer. I had such a, a really inspiring and wonderful time while I was there, I got to teach a couple workshops. Um, SAG AFTRA hosted me for a workshop. I got to teach at the City Garage Theater. I went to an Inspiring Lives magazine soiree, met just simply wonderful people there. Uh, I got to be interviewed by Evo Health and Wellness. Plus, while I was there, I got to support a lot of great clients, a lot of um, just really fascinating actors that I have the honor of supporting. So there was one event, though. There was one experience that really has got me fired up and really um, just really, really touched me at my core and that I want to share with you this morning. So while I was there... Uh, my friend, Eileen Gruba, you probably remember her from the episode Women in Hollywood, Warriors from Within. She was the first episode of that series that I interviewed. She's an actor and activist. A wonderful lady. And she invited me to an event at sag about including people with disabilities in entertainment. And I got to meet some really... Amazing performers there on the panel and in the audience, um, in the group that was that was attending, who are, you know, talented actors, talented entertainers, and persons with disability. And I learned this. Did you know that twenty percent of the population has a disability? Twenty percent, one fifth. Okay, but only 2%, 2%, just a sliver of the speaking roles that you see in film and television are roles with persons with disability. So you don't see people with disability represented in entertainment at all proportional to what they are walking around in the world. So, and this is the really disheartening part of those 2% of the speaking roles that are persons with disability that are represented. Many, if not most of those go to actors that don't have a disability. So can you imagine that? Can you imagine being an artist with a disability and you're like, wow, this role just came up and I'm perfect for it. Oh, no, they're going to give it to, you know. Some famous actor or not even famous actor, just somebody who, you know, they they decided, oh, they can play that they can. They're convincing enough. It's good. They can pretend. They've got that. And so then, you know, your opportunities are even slimmer if you're a person with disability, man, you know, just sitting in that room, I got really fired up about this. And I thought this is a bigger issue, Right. This is a big issue. People with disabilities, people of color, people from different nationalities, different genders are not represented in media, are not represented proportionately in entertainment and media. So what are we going to do about it? What are we going to do about it? Because here's the thing. You can't, we can't as a world become what we can't imagine. If you can't imagine something, you can't become it. And I I hate to say it. Most people walking around aren't trying to imagine something else. They're just being spoon fed. They don't mean to, right? We don't mean to. Sometimes it's you and me. We don't mean to just be spoon fed, but it happens. And so if we can't become what we can't imagine, then we have to imagine something else, And we can't imagine what we can't see. And so we have to see something else. So we have to bring something else. So what does this mean? This means that I got really fired up and I decided to launch a performance challenge to get you, to get your friends, to get people that are underrepresented, to encourage your friends that are underrepresented, to bring your work, to bring your art, to bring your performances into public spaces. This is the Performers and Creators Lab Performance challenge, P-A-C-L, hashtag P-A-C-L. It's, it's what we need to do. There are thousands of people listening to this podcast right now, thousands around the world. I've got listeners in Europe. I've got listeners in China, Africa, Egypt, all over. It's up to us. We have to bring our work into public spaces. If there's a role that you don't get to play Pick a monologue, take it to a street corner, do that role, right? Take your work into public spaces. I'm talking flash mob. I'm talking finding a little corner that you've always thought, oh, wow, that would make a little, a neat little place to do a performance. Do it, take it out there and do it and represent because here's what I know about love and hate. Hate, we see a lot of it these days. I'm over it. I am sick I'm fed up with seeing the hate that I see. And, you know, hate, what I know about hate is that it takes energy to maintain that hate. Hate does not sustain itself. It needs stuff to feed on. It takes effort to hate. And what I know about love is we're all hardwired for it. We're all hardwired for it. We're ready to go when we're born, right? When we get conditioned or we are trained to be afraid of that which we do not know. If we don't know something, it's hard to love it. If we don't see something, it's hard to not be afraid of it. We're afraid of those things we don't know. We're afraid of those things that we don't see. But if we see it, if it's in our face, if we're forced to see it in a new way, it's going to change the fabric of society, of people's minds, one person at a time, one performer at a time, one small group at a time. It doesn't matter if you don't amass crowd of thousands right? And guess what? The gatekeepers aren't putting this out there. they're not doing it. There are small changes. There's some people doing this right that are diversifying entertainment. But we can't wait. We can't rely on the gatekeepers and the producers and the, you know, the people with the money behind entertainment to push the needle. We have to move the needle. And I am calling for performers and creators to take your work and represent, bring it into public spaces, show people what they don't know. Because only then... Are they going to be given the opportunity to love it? So here's what you're going to do. Now, this is a whole challenge. If you want all the details, you can go to performersandcreatorslab.com. And that's where I've put all the details of the performance challenge there. But in the meantime, just think about the month of September. What can I do what fun things can I do with my friends? How can I represent? How can I do something that's different, that's showing people something that they maybe don't always look at? Or maybe it's just you. Maybe it's just you being you and bringing your art, whatever you've got in your back pocket. Take it out into a public space, into parks, into, you know, um, plazas and, you know, be safe. Be safe. Don't do anything silly or stupid. Don't endanger yourself or others, right? Be safe. Don't do anything super illegal, okay? And if law enforcement gets involved, I I would invite them to join me in the performance. But, you know, you got to vibe the situation (laughs) and you got to make sure that you keep yourself safe, respect law enforcement. You know, this is about a peaceful, artistic protest this is about bringing art into the to the public spaces and if you're already bringing art into the public spaces take a video of it slap the hashtag p-a-c-l challenge performers and creators lab challenge on that video and there's a whole contest you can go to performers and creators to check out all the details but suffice to say What I really want is I want this army of artists to move, to take action, to take your stuff out, to represent. All right. So that is me on my soapbox about that. And we're going to be doing that the whole month of September. I'm going to be looking for your videos. Hashtag PACL challenge. So we can show up. We can represent. We can move the needle. We can be love. right. This is the only, we got to bring more lightness. We got to, it's not about pushing against hate. It's about making space for love. Okay. Which I feel like my guest today does a really good job of. So it felt natural to add that uh, introduction to what I'm about to share. This is Ron Roker. He is a talent manager, brand manager, he does PR work, fascinating guy with some great stories. Um, I think you're really going to love him. Ron Roker has been in the music, entertainment, and brand marketing business for 20 years. He's worked with the biggest brands, artists, celebrities, and entertainment properties in the world, including the Grammy Awards, Latin Grammys, MTV, CBS Television, Teen Choice, Maroon 5, Beyonce, Madonna, Oh my God! Both of them in a row. Will I am Kanye West, Kelly Clarkson, One Republic, Ludacris, Pete Wentz, Pink, Microsoft, Xbox 360, Nike, NBA, Netflix, Stranger Things, and more. Ron Roker. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today. Oh,
1: Holly, it's my pleasure. Thank you.
0: Yeah. So I gotta know. You know, I definitely want to get into. Um, how you manage talent and what that 's all about, but first I got to know like how did you become a manager like how did you make this your job?
1: Yeah. You know, you know, people always said, like, did you did you always want to be in the music business? Did you always want to do that? No. Like, I just followed my heart. And and I started off um, in consumer PR and I really loved pop culture. And then I really I always felt like I wanted to be um, in the music business versus the entertainment business, like like versus, mo- you know, movie actors and, and TV and stuff like that, because as a musician, a very, very casual musician, I might add, um, myself growing up, I knew that and meeting people that I did, I knew that the majority of people who went into music went into music because they believed they were put on this earth to make music, period. Where actors were put on this earth to be famous, <laughs>
2: Oh, now
0: some of my listeners are actors and they would disagree, but I, I
1: mean, the end goal, right? For, th- this was my experience. So, so when I came to, to LA and I was looking at different jobs and stuff like that, my heart gravitated toward the musicians, Mm -hmm. Okay, because I feel like musicians are there when healing needs to happen. Musicians are there when charity stuff needs to happen. Musicians, there, there are so many people that I've met, Holly, who if they could just pay their bills every month, fine. That's all that matters. Right. They don't need to be famous. They don't need to be doing arena tours. They don't need to be doing that stuff. If they can just do what again, again, this is my experience put on this earth to do. And that's why I loved doing that. And it, I just started, you know, when you're passionate about something, more stuff comes to you, right? And, yeah, and when you're true. sincere, and I hate the word authentic, and if I use it more than twice during this interview, just just delete the entire thing because. It. <laughs> um, but it's overused. It's I, so overused, but it's I such know. a good word. I'm trying to figure out like another good word to use about I it, know. but but I mean like authentic in the authentic sense, (laughs) the authentic use of that word. Right. And, and that's what, and and people either have really liked uh, working with me because I'm super honest. I'm super transparent. um, I'm compassionate. I'm passionate. Right. Or they can't take like the honesty and the transparency. The older you get, the more you want to help people who are so passionate about what they're doing, who want to make a living, who feel like they have something to say. And, um, you know, as you look at the world today, when people want to change what's happening, when people want to have their voices heard and they can do it in a way it, through a medium that affects people emotionally, intellectually, physically sometimes right that's such um a responsibility and it's so important and so i feel like with all the experiences that i've had i just want to help make sure that that continues
2: yeah you
0: know? yeah yeah i love that i mean did you did you always have a desire to kind of Help. I mean, was when you were younger and I mean, have you always kind of helped promote your I mean, I'm just curious, like, I think sort of we become like these things, these careers that we're passionate about, on some level, we've been doing all of our lives, like I look at like how I used to sort of help my boyfriend's
1: garage bands do yep. better you know what i mean and yep. i'm just yep. curious about if that you had that experience too yeah like in college i was I was like a campus tour guide man you know and i was like oh my gosh like i just want to help you feel really comfortable when you're coming here to college and i'm going to tell you how many trees were planted and how old this building like i just love that and to see like to see either either the student or or the parents or whatever to, to have your effect mean something Right and to make something here. here, Here's the deal, Holly. If I can make someone's life easier and more successful, I am in heaven. Right, and there aren't. That's not really the way. It's usually about me, 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 me. Right, and so that's why I I absolutely love what I do.
0: Love it. So um, managing talent. What What is all that all about? Because um, I never really got to the point where I needed a manager, per se. I had an agent at one point. And I think there's this sort of confusion of, like, what does a manager do? When do I need one? Um, so can you talk a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, and I think um, I, I, I say to to people that I am not a – traditional managers, I feel, are passe there are a lot of things that are passe publicists are passe. Okay. And everyone's gonna be mad at me about that. I don't mean a PR person is passe. I think the, the, the original, you know, like cliche of a publicist is passing. What I really believe that I do is I manage brands, right? So I manage the brand because as an artist, you have to be everything to everybody. You have to be a social media marketer. You have to be a media relations king or queen. You have to be a producer, you have to be a singer, you have to be a songwriter, you have to tour, you have to be a, a logo designer. You have to, you know, like there's so many things, especially with the independent artists that have to do to have one person who is
2: the, the person just taking a look
1: at the entire picture. That's mm-hmm. really important. And why this, this is why I call myself a brand manager versus just a manager, because I do look at PR. I do look at media relations. I do look at social media. I do look at sponsorship opportunity. I do look at touring, promotions, all this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. There's no way that you can be a creator and do the things that you want to do and have to deal with all this other stuff. And, and, and this, I mean, I know this is going to sound a little melodramatic, but listen, when you're dealing with artists who want to make music every single day and they cannot do it, that's when depression sets in, that's when loneliness, right? And, and because I'm not doing what I love to do and what my heart tells me that I am doing, right? That's why so many musicians die in their hotel rooms alone right it's really really sad and so if if and i again take it to a very dramatic um place but 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 that's that's where it goes you know so if i can so what i do is i say to them what do you what do you want to accomplish do you want to have an amazing tour do you want an amazing single that changes the world do you want to uh plant trees in uganda like what what do you want to do right and then who are the people that we can surround you with
0: In a moment, we're going to have more with Ron Roker as he shares about the Latin Grammys and what happened when 9-11 happened during the Latin Grammys. But first, I wanted to make sure that you knew about some resources, some free resources that are available to you. I always like to think of things that I can give you. For free. And I put these on a special secret page that only podcast listeners can get the link to. And that is theperformersandcreatorslab.com forward slash podcast gifts. I know it's a little long, but I believe in you. I know if you really want it, you'll find it and you'll go there. So. There's, you know, have you ever been struggling with creating your performer's bio or a bio for your website or you're trying to put together the promoter for a show is like, I need your bio for the program. You're like, oh, I hate that. I've created a course how to build your you are the bomb bio mini course. You can get that for free. The free link is available on the podcast gifts page. Are you struggling with how to talk about your craft with confidence? What do you say when people are like, what do you do? And you feel kind of weird about sharing and you just, you feel like you could use a little help there. I've created a mini course on it. So basically what I've done is I've created these mini, these free mini courses to help you, uh, in these common problems, common area problems that artists, a lot of performing artists face. Now I just, I'm going to be starting my, tuning the creative mind self hypnosis for actors and artists course this friday it is full it is sold out that thing sold out really fast Um, it's a group coaching program and i'm really excited to get together with a small group of performing artists and i'm going to teach them this tool and it's going to be really exciting so that is done. That is sold out. But there's tons of stuff that I offer on my website for free, so you should go and check that out at performersandcreatorslab.com forward slash podcastgifts, where you can also find out more about the performance challenge. The performance challenge. Taking your work into the world, moving your art into public spaces, making space for love right because we can't imagine what we can't see so find out more about that hashtag pacl challenge and get the other gifts by going to performers and creators lab.com forward slash podcast gifts now more with branding expert ron roker
1: the first show that i ever worked on at the grammy awards was the second annual latin grammys and we were in Miami. Uh, there, there was a bunch of issues um, with Cuban pro- protesters because we um, invited, we had Cuban nominees and all that stuff. And it was just this huge thing. To make a, a really long story less long, we had to move the show because they couldn't guarantee any of our safety because the pro- protesters and all that stuff. We moved the show seven days before we have it back to LA. Okay. Um, and we had to reload, we had to move all the artists, all that stuff. Uh the night before the show, we had our person of the year with Julio Iglesias. It was amazing. I go home afterwards, I get a call from Chuck Phillips from the LA Times. And he said, I'm going to do a story tomorrow about sexual harassment uh, from your CEO uh, and, and your HR director is suing and has Gloria all red and all that stuff. And I'm breaking the story tomorrow. I just want to give you a heads up. So all night I am spending with our lawyers doing messaging, all that stuff. I went to bed like about five o'clock at 545. I get a call from Julie Rashid from the entertainment tonight who says to me, turn on your TV. And I'm thinking I'm going to see my boss like in handcuffs or whatever. And when I turned on the TV, I saw the second plane hit the World Trade Center. And so – so not only did were were we dealing with um, the move from from Miami to LA, the, the sexual harassment lawsuit that was happening, but none of us knew what was happening on September 11th, and we had all of these people here, and we're trying to do, deal with it emotionally, and sponsorship, like all this stuff. And you know what we did, Holly, and this is why I love musicians, is we we, we were like, we have all these people who are trapped, all these um, unbelievable international artists here who cannot leave. All of us are grieving in very different ways and some of the same ways. And so we're like, let's do a benefit concert. Wow. The first benefit concert for the first responders in the world. And that, that the lesson there was when you keep it about humanity and you keep it about love, you can do great things. So we weren't thinking about ratings. We weren't thinking about, oh my God, the sponsorship dollars. We weren't thinking about the social media implicate. It was about how can we take a situation like this? And make the best of it, and that's my approach to everything with every artist. Like, how can we take a situation, whether you whether you can pay two hundred fifty dollars a month or, or seven thousand dollars a month or whatever, how can we take the best situation? How can we take this situation and make the absolute most out of whatever we're doing? And I think that that applies to life, right?
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: You know, and um, so so yeah. Those those are two of the the, the, the big lessons that that I certainly learned
0: wow wow that's definitely a—I would imagine like a turning point it's like where the rubber meets the road right when everything is just yeah. falling apart around you I mean that was such a huge moment for those of us in the United States at that time Yeah. and I think that that's like that's where the rubber meets the road that's where you find out who you really are Yeah. and, and who you really stand for and what what are you going to do with that Make lemonade out of the lemons, which yeah. is not even an apt metaphor. But
1: um. well, and what was cool is that 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 even the the acting community came out, and you know, so we had actors and actresses and musicians coming coming out to you know the Beverly Hilton Hotel, and and it was just like this this amazing coming together of people who were in shock about how could something so tragic happen, and what we, what can we do to heal
0: now I'm curious like we're talking about things that are in alignment with a an artist's brand but what about have you ever worked with an artist and had to point out areas where they were sort of disingenuine or um you know like out of integrity
1: yeah and, uh, I mean, I'm not going to name names because I'm far too oh. person than that, Holly, of course. Of course not, no. But, but yes, there, there have been situations where either I've had to walk away because um, when the cameras are on, it, it was all what we had agreed upon. And then when the cameras shut off, it was a whole different scenario. It was very manipulative, um, very calculated. Um, but also there are the times where someone was
2: just naive to something. And um,
1: everything that you don't ever want to hire someone or have someone on your team who isn't helping educate you on some, on, on some level, right? The, the worst thing that can happen is you hire a bunch of yes people. Oh yeah. Whether you're an artist, whether you are an actor, again, this all caps. The worst thing you can do is hire an entire team that only tells you what you want to hear, because you're wasting your money. You might as well just do it by yourself, right? And the other challenging thing, Holly, from from my standpoint is when you tell people something that they don't want to hear you run the risk of them being like you know what you're not a team player and that's super challenging but in my mind i'm hired to do a job i'm hired to bring my experience my expertise to something so if you don't like what i'm saying to you then we got to figure it out. Right. And it's, it's certainly like, I'm not, I'm not lambasting you. I'm not doing it because uh, I, uh, uh, there's no vendetta here. I'm not trying to be like a bitch. Right. (laughs) Right. It is just me telling you what needs, but if someone doesn't want to hear that I am ineffective.
0: Right. But so how is an artist supposed to know that, though? I mean, I think like it's natural to gravitate towards people who get what you do, seem to, or at least seem to get what you're doing and are all about it. Um, And I've been in this situation too before where I've had somebody working with me and I was like, oh, wow, they like, they really get it and they're really on my side and they're cheerleading me. But then after a while, I was like, hang on a second. Like, they never. Tell me, it's almost like they're just mirroring everything I say. Right? Hmm. They're never giving me any original
1: ideas. Right.
0: <laughs> so, how do how can you identify that sooner? I guess, like, how? Can I, think, you come- I think I think you hit it on the head,
1: Holly. I think that the original ideas, like, that's what you want. You want someone who is creative, who is thinking out of the box. And you know, I I, I, I used to laugh when I would, you know, you know, working in the, in the corporate world of the music business. And every I was in a meeting one time and literally Holly, there were 30 people in this meeting and everyone started off every sentence with, well, in my opinion, right. So, so they had a quant, they had a, like, 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 there was a caveat to what they're going to say. Like, 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 uh, like if it's not your opinion, then it was like this really sort of passive aggressive way of not wanting to piss everyone off. Oh, you know what I mean? Where I would be like, this is what I think. (laughs) Like, let's, we should do this, right? You're I'm here at this table because I'm bringing something to the table. Right. And so I think you hit it on the head when, when you want people coming into the table with original ideas, you may hate it. You may not agree with it. Right. But you want someone you want to create as an artist, you want to create an open relationship that someone can come to you and be like, I have the craziest, idea in the world I need you to sit down take a deep breath I need it right because that is when those moments come where you're like holy crap this is awesome
0: yeah yeah I think I heard somebody say somewhere like you want to hire people that are either smarter than you or who disagree with you yes I thought that was pretty brilliant
1: (laughs) and you know what yeah yeah. but 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 the reason that they're at the table is because they believe in you. Right. Right. And they have have similar beliefs in life. Right. Like they are passionate, whatever whatever is important to you, compassion, love, love of nature, whatever your core things are, it has to line up. Right. Right. Because you have to have those things. And so then, then Holly, then I, then I can come to you and be like, oh, my gosh, this is the craziest thing. But let me just give me five seconds. Let me explain it to you. And let me connect all the dots of why this is such a good opportunity for you. Right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: The other thing is just listening and hearing each other. I know it sounds so cliche and I just, I, sometimes the stuff that comes out of my mouth, I'm like, Oh, gross, but I do believe it. <laughs> it. It really is true. Right. If we just listen to each other, instead of hearing what I want to hear or I'm mad at this person right now because they, they, they kibosh like something that I, I really love. So now everything that they say, I'm, I'm, I'm going to filter in a really horrible way. Why quit wasting your time right? Trust the people that you trust, listen to them, and know that everyone has your best interest in mind. That's right. what you need to know about the people who you surround yourself with.
0: Right. You have to feel like they're truly on your team. Hmm. It's a good question to ask yourself, right? Who's on your team? Who do you surround yourself with? Whether they are your official team or they're just your, you know, friends, family, supporters, who's on your team and, you know, who you got close to you. Somebody said once said that those people you surround yourself with are who you become like. I think that's actually been proven that you tend to match those people around you so who are you matching yourself with who are you surrounded with I feel blessed because I feel surrounded by some great people but it's taken years I will tell you I have spent some time uh, in my life figuring out who I want to be around and who I don't you know it's not always easy and I feel like you know we're constantly evolving so just something to note Who's on your team? All right, so we're going to have more with Ron in just a moment. We're going to do, we're going to play the open channel game. I started calling it the open channel game. It's a word association, right? I give my guests a word, but I, I like to call it open channel because I realize what I'm really doing, what I really dig about this exercise is like the part you don't hear is I'm giving them instructions to really drop down into a deeper, wiser part of themselves. You know, I know that when I, when I wrote the book, the creative formula, I was very, uh, often when I was writing open to my channel to a channel. And gee whiz, if you don't believe in spirit, if you don't believe in, You know, channeling other stuff, that's cool. You can just think of it as like channeling your own highest wisdom, like using all of your brain neuro neuro cells or something. I don't know. I don't care how you think about it, but I think we all have the, the potential to open up to more knowledge, more wisdom. And I do this when I write. A lot. Sometimes I do it when I'm talking to you. I did it when I channeled the creative DNA assessment. That all came through me in like one morning. I woke up and I wrote all the questions, the types. I had it all. It was all figured out. So I think we all have a channel. We all are able to open ourselves. So I like to play with my guests and see if I can get them to speak from that place and answer these questions to see what wisdom flows out of them and some people you know some people do it more than others it's really I think we all have access it's about what are you willing to open up to what are you willing to allow to pour through you so here's Ron Roker playing the open channel game here on the performers and creators lab podcast
1: All right. My eyes are closed and I'm swaying a little bit because I'm feeling it.
0: Perfect. All right. First word.
1: Pop culture. Important, trend setting, valuable. Brand. It doesn't matter if you are a person, place, thing. You must always think that you are a brand in today's world, period. You are, you are the manager of your own brand, whether you are Sarah or Nike or the Grammys. Artist. Original, talented, assured, passionate, Loving. Um, uh, Discussion starter. Um, I have a thousand here. I'm going to keep on going. Okay. Um, uh, Devil's advocate. Um, Cause related. Did I say talented already? Unique. Unique has a voice, has a responsibility to the world, can affect change, can can connect people on a level that is priceless. Icon. Amazing, uh, unique, Respected. Groundbreaking. Inspirational. um, Also uh, um, controversial. Sassy. and, And to be revered regardless of politics.
0: What do you think is the difference between an artist and an icon? Like, what makes an icon an icon? When do you get to icon level?
1: Listen, get out of my head, okay? Because I was literally just thinking, like, wow, that's an in- that would be an interesting question for Holly to ask me. Yeah. Oh, it's so weird. I I have goosebumps. That's how stupid I am. Okay. Um. So so an an icon is this. All right. It's very difficult to talk about icons without talking about Madonna. And I don't care if you think she's old. I don't care if you think she's passé. I don't care if you I don't care you I don't care what your personal opinion of her is. Okay? She deserves so much respect. She deserves the place in history that she will eventually get because she has done so much for, think about it, there was no manipulation as far as a management team creating her, right? She wasn't a Britney. She wasn't a, 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 a you know, a, a Backstreet Boys. She, it was her. And for a woman to do what she did and to embrace her sexuality, to embrace her her um, control, her intelligence, all that stuff, and to be able to sell out concerts for thirty-five
2: FN years—thirty-five, right? You think about
1: Mariah. You think about like the people who used to be really big, or Britney who's playing like a three thousand two hundred like thing in Vegas, right? When when a Madonna can still sell out fifty, sixty thousand. Uh, arenas and she's almost sixty years old you have to look at that you have to look at why is that it's because she has been controversial it's because she and i'm I'm specifically talking about icons it's because she has had milestones right it's because she has endured it's because she has broken barriers, whether that being um, records or or gender or what, whatever it is, she has made us talk. She has made us listen, right? It's just like a Michael Jackson who is, so, and, and she's talented. I don't care if you don't, if, if, she, if you don't think she's a great singer or a great dancer, or whatever, she is talented regardless. And she's been able to, it goes back, Holly, to what we've been talking about from the very beginning. She has surrounded herself with really smart people from the very beginning who have believed in her just like Michael Jackson, right? Anyone, just like Prince, it is all about surrounding yourself with really great people and being able to go and be really talented, really passionate, never riding on your own coattails and changing things up. And being willing, I mean I can't imagine I mean I mean if you think about like like growing up now as as quote unquote, how can we create icons now with social media? I don't know. It's a pretty interesting question, right? Because people are too real, right? There's there there's a, a detachment about Madonna or there's a detachment about Michael. So I think I don't know if we're gonna have as many icons coming coming forward.
0: That's, inter- that's interesting. No one's ever said that. I've de- that's the first time I've ever heard that or thought about that. I think that's definitely something to consider, like social me- the way social media has changed the whole game of fame. Um, so different question, though. I want to ask one last question that came to mind. Do you think, it's a two-part question, do you think art and entertainment can change the world, and how so?
2: yes my answer is yes and now I have to come up with a really great why Um, or how I I think because I didn't
1: hesitate with answering the first part of the question it goes to show how important at least I believe art and entertainment are in, in
2: what we do and how the human race will evolve. I think that um, when, when I can go
1: to a movie, Holly, and laugh or scream or cry with 800 strangers that's really powerful. If I can hear a song that reminds me of my grandmother, my my the first soulmate I ever knew I had and it makes me think of her and love her then that's powerful. If I can see someone give
2: a speech about gun control
1: who is 13 years old or 14 years old and is giving a performance of his or her lifetime because of the passion that he or she has or because of
2: the experience that he or she just had, then that stage is important.
1: And the, 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 the key to everything with what we do, you and me, my dear Holly, is this we got to keep it going and we have to be able to help people be successful because if you can't make a living you're going to go do something different and that's why at this point in my life that's what I why I do what I do because it's too important to me to have someone be waiting tables right or become an architect or an accountant who can make a really amazing film. Who can create a song that touches all of us or makes us think? Right. That's the key. That's what. That's why art and entertainment are important.
0: Like you heard Ron say, you got to keep it going. And what about you? Where is your stage? September is the month of taking your stage in public spaces. Take your performances out in public spaces, represent, show up, be what you want to see in the world with the performers and creators lab challenge, hashtag PACL challenge. Find out more details on the performers and creators lab.com website. You can find out more about Ron Roker on Facebook or find him on Instagram Rentourage LA or you can visit his website com. that's be differently.com. I want to make sure that I thank my wonderful team this week my producers Q4TA and executive producer Robert Tolino, the team at Voice American Network that always makes things pleasant and smooth for me in the production of this, as well as my think tank team Melanie Myers, Hannah Romanowski, Erica Milligan, Tim Beale, and Dan Cantrell. And thank you, Dan, for the beautiful music. Dan Cantrell. Everybody, composer of the music of the Performers and Creators Lab podcast. And thank you for listening. Be sure to check out the details of the hashtag PACL challenge. Videotape your work the month of September. Post it. I want to see it. I can't wait to see you step out and be part of the change. Represent in the world. Thank you for listening. My name is Holly Shaw.